What's going on guys and gals? This is a Popcorn Heroes review of Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah. I am Armando and with me as always, Pedro. What's up? What's going on, buddy? We're guys, we saw an early screening of Ready Player One. Hell yeah. We saw it exactly last week, but... Yeah. Of course, we were late <laughs> with our review, but we're early. I was just going to say, we're not really late. Yeah. <laughs> we're late from the moment we could have, you know, when we seen it, we could have dropped yeah. it, you know. By the time we release this, we'll still be a week early. Yeah, we're still, I mean, you guys are going to get it on later on tonight, so you're going to be early regardless. Mm -hmm. You have this review a week in advance of the movie premiering. Yeah. Um, Don't worry, we'll keep it spoiler free in the beginning. For sure, for sure. For sure. We'll let you know when we get into spoilers, so. Exactly. Don't turn that dial just yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as like we always do, or like have we been doing recently, we decide with a quick summary of the premise of the movie, ratings, and then what our thoughts, and then spoilers and the good stuff. All right. So, Pedro, since you're better at this than me, <laughs> let me tell the audience what this movie is about. Okay, this is a um, so it's based off a novel by Ernest Cline, Ready Player One. And uh, let's see, it is essentially in the not too distant future, like the 2040s. Yeah, 2050s. 2045, which is like, there that's, that's a little bit too yeah. soon. In the not too distant future, um, pretty much the economy goes to shit, uh, our fossil fuels run out. And around the same time, this guy invents the Oasis, which is essentially the internet virtually. Yeah, uh, I was With the headset, you get to escape in the world. And you pretty much do everything. Everything you can yeah. do in the real world, you could just do there. Yeah. So that just kind of adds to the escapism, and people start giving less and less of a shit about, about the, real uh, the real world. So the real mm -hmm. world gradually just goes more into shit, and mm -hmm. people just want to live in the Oasis. Yeah. So the creator of the Oasis um, dies. Yeah. And Willy Wonka style, mm -hmm. he, he uh, pretty much says, I'll give my fortune and the keys to the Oasis to anyone that can find... Uh, these three keys that I laid around. It was yeah, like a video I've, he broadcasted to the whole world. That he hid in, in the world of yeah, the yeah. Oasis. It's pretty much these little Easter eggs, these little clues. You, you need to find it. And you get to the end, you win the fortune. So now it's a race. Everyone wants to do it. And this corporation that, um, yeah. They just, wants it. They just yeah. want it for their financial means. It's pretty much the typical greedy corporation. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like an EA, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it so is. So, yeah, it's pretty much just a race to the finish. And, yeah. Uh, it's and full, a lot of fun stuff happens. It's full of a bunch of fun cameos from movies, games, just pop culture stuff. And, yeah. You know, so, it was, yeah, there you go. So, rating, Pedro, what would you give it? I'm really biased because this mm. is my shit. Yeah. This is our shit. Yeah, this is this definitely is, our this shit. This is pop culture and video games. And I, I had such a fun time watching that I'm actually going to give it a nine. Mm. I was torn between an eight or a nine just because there's a lot of things that I wasn't feeling. But there's so much more I was feeling. Yeah. And I had so much damn fun watching it. Yeah. And then I was rereading through the book. And I was like, you know what? It improved the book in many ways. So mm. you know what? Fuck it, I'm sticking to my guns. Nine. Nine. I had a lot of fun. Um, I, I'll give it an eight and a half, just because there's 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 like a, a few plot lines that we'll get into deeper into the story that I was just kind of like that's kind of dumb, right? Um, but like you said, fucking highly entertaining. Yeah. Though it, and it's fast paced. It's so fast. Like yeah. it goes beat to beat to beat to beat. It was almost a little too fast, but it was still really. Nah, you know. It no, really no, good. it it was it was a good enough steady pace that you're like, oh, I know, I understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. It's it's keeping me in there. Like there was not one time in the movie where you just kind of where you just kind of like low off in your head and you like start thinking about other shit. Yeah, that's true. This movie didn't have that for me. I guess I, I was really into it. You know, um, I, maybe because of the whole that we're seeing it earlier or something added to that effect. You're like, oh my god, we're seeing this movie. Maybe, early. maybe the excitement. Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. we're watching it before anyone. <laughs> Fuck all you people. <laughs> we leave the theater here and they're like, no one knows. No one knows. But us. No, but I, 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 it was fucking super fun. The entire ride, the, I was uh, I was highly engaged to the movie, it the felt characters. Like a ride. <laughs> it did, yes, dude. But but the the set pieces were really good. Yes, a lot yes, of the set pieces yes. were fun. And I don't know, dude. I just I was I was highly entertained, and um, I believe that the audience will be too. You know. Mm -hmm. Um. So now let's get into the spoilers. Because the only way we could talk about this movie is by getting into the spoilers. Yeah. Well, I mean, before we get into spoilers, we can kind of talk about, I guess, unspoilerish stuff 
we, I don't know, man. It's going to be kind of tough. Acting? Did you like the acting? Yes. Okay, there we go. Yeah, let's talk about that. I actually really enjoyed the acting. Okay. Uh, I really liked the villain. Yeah. Typical business villain. Yes, yes, but, I mean, I love that actor. Uh, ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, Krennic. He did really good. It was just a good caricature of that that type of the typical, like, crazy businessman guy. Yeah. I'm also biased because I like him, too. But, <laughs> I guess, but uh, of course, the Easter eggs were great. But uh, the story, there was a really good story involved in it. It wasn't just, hey, remember all this great shit when you were little? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're not as good, but we're reminding you how great your childhood was. No, in my opinion, this actually had a really, you know, a, a pretty meaningful. Yes. There you go. A meaningful story. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think it's the main story. It was a side plot that was very meaningful. Yes. You're because you know Because right. essentially, it was not the main overall plot of the story it was just a lot of side plots that were very meaningful that added that heart to the movie that you needed let me rephrase that main plot is is on the generic side yeah very generic the set pieces uh even the graphics were really good wow Uh, the movie was fucking looked amazing yeah yeah and and it blended so well with everything so the thing is it's not hyper hyper real looking because for example uh Jeff Bridges' face. Oh, Tron. yeah. Oh, you know, fucking we look at terrible. that and we're like, that looks fucking weird. But you got to admit, that was the first time they ever tried some shit like that. Yeah, though. yeah. But it looks weird also because it's still supposed to be real world. There was nothing else CG there. Yeah, that is true. Face-wise. Yeah. And here, everyone's avatar, everyone's face is CG. Yeah. It was a whole face of like Jeff Bridges type. Yeah, everything face. was fake, essentially. Right. And it's just the right blend of fake and real yeah. to make you differentiate between the but, real world and not. But even that when that moment uh, towards the end where you had that blend of the real and fake, yeah. it looked great. Yeah, yeah. yeah it looked yeah. fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, they blended it very good that you could be like, you know what? This actually yeah, yeah. could exist together. Yeah. So special effects were fantastic yeah. because it was just top notch. Yeah. They didn't have to go too crazy. They just made it. They just had to make it make it believable enough to know that it is a video game. It yeah, is, uh, it is a video game and world. It, and I think that actually worked towards their benefit because mm-hmm. they weren't actually looking for hyper realistic right. or hyper realism like say, you were saying. They didn't seem like they had to pump that much. I mean, of course, they they drowned. No, yeah. that fucking movie is entirely CG. Yeah, but it fucking worked, right. and that's the key that it worked. Yeah, it's it was not like, like it's not like Planet of the Apes CG where it has to look spot on because it has to blend in with the real role like like that has to look real enough mm-hmm. that you could be you could see it that it's believable this is actually they're building a cg world right uh, and it's another thing is that like case in point like if you see war uh warcraft right warcraft had cg characters kind of blending into a realism type of thing yeah so he had he had these cg characters that have to that have to be believable inside a realistic point of view and this movie weird. doesn't need that right. Because it's a fucking video game. Yeah. So everything exists in a imaginative space, right? So they just need to make that imaginative space look physically alive. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they did. The whole entire world looks alive because they made it feel real in a sense of this could this could, this could exist. You know what I'm saying? Not in a real world as in like these fake characters exist exist in a real plane, but real enough to enough us to realize that this fakeness we're seeing could exist someday and that's exactly what they were looking for you know i assume mm-hmm. you know they weren't looking for that realistic take on on these beings or whatever it is they just they're, they're letting you know this is a fucking video game but it looks great yeah and like, these graphics are fucking top-notch video yeah. game yeah. graphics they did it spot on pretty spot on um, look great it looked good yeah the well we talked about the side plot was really good um, the side plots were great I don't know what can I. Very emotional. About? What else can I say that's not spoiler tastic, huh? I mean, the acting was good. Yeah. You know, no, people were on top. Were, were on, on point. Even when they were in their avatar selves, it, it felt like them. Mm-hmm. It felt very real to them. Um, but other than that, I mean, again, we can't talk more unless we go into the spoilers. You know. Yeah. So All I think right. this is, let's turn to the spoilers. Wait, before we continue. This oh, for the people. Uh huh. I actually got one more. I actually did want to say one more thing. Okay. okay. This was the first movie in a while where I actually watched a Steven Spielberg movie and had fun with it because I used to watch his movies. You know, like you watch freaking E.T. Jurassic Park and it's yeah. like, you know, I, I don't know. This felt a little more old Spielberg ish because, you know, he's yeah. been doing a lot of the drama stuff. Like which he's is perfectly fine. Essentially, like he was having fun with it. Yeah, yeah. 
I understand he didn't want to get typecasted, typecast himself into just these fun fantasy movies, but it's nice to see him in his element. Yeah. This is where he's at home. Uh, like, it, it was telling you, like, I was telling you when we were finished watching the movie, the end feel, felt very Spielberg. Yeah. Very Spielberg. The whole movie, for real, for, for, for me, definitely. Yeah, the whole movie. For me, I felt it a lot at the end. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, dude, this feels so much like Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Like, the way the camera pans, the way the, the characters were yeah, acting yeah. in that moment. I was just like... The way it just felt, the music, everything just felt very Spielberg-y mm-hmm. to me, which is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It just, it was nice to see him kind of back to that yeah. type of frame, yeah, type of my frame. Music. Exactly. Every time certain Easter eggs came in, they would always kind of do like a little jingle of the music. So yeah. You know what they're referencing. Yeah. In a way, it yeah. was super subtle. I, I caught a few of them where I was like, oh, yeah. It just helped, it just helped to immerse yourself into yeah. the world. Like for example, you know, when the DeLorean came out, you heard that, like, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's hard to f- make the noise. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's that twinkle. It's that, 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 the DeLorean twinkle that I had yeah. in the movie, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Which makes, it, it, again, it added to it. Mm-hmm. And, so, the, and they were overclouded. Yeah. The, little moments like that were good. But, All right, let's get into the spoilers, man. Yeah. Because uh, the, the only way we're going to talk about this is getting into the spoilers. But for those people... That haven't seen the movie yet, which clearly is everybody. <laughs> well, yeah. At this point, you're sure. Do you recommend them to go see it this Friday in the movie theaters? Yep, absolutely. Uh, preferably in IMAX. Yes, because we saw it in IMAX and it yeah. looked beautiful. Now, here's the thing. I don't mean IMAX 3D. No. I, I don't know if they're releasing it in 3D. But just in case I don't they know are, kind of stay away. There's a few action scenes early on that I was like, this could be dizzying. It's too messy, yeah. This could be dizzying in 3D. It could really fuck up with your eyes. But IMAX, yeah, just watching it in the big wide screen, that'll be fantastic. It looks so, so good, man. Highly recommend it. It looks so good. I give it a fucking nine. Of course, I highly recommend it. Yes, um, I also recommend it. I believe you guys should definitely go see that movie. It's really fun. Um, it, again, if you can, if you're able to, go watch it in IMAX for sure. You know, even if it's fake IMAX. Not the real good stuff, you know. As long as it's a high-quality digital screen, you will definitely enjoy that movie. Um, so go watch it. It comes out this weekend. Or oh, actually, there's it comes out earlier than that. Some theaters are showing it starting Wednesday night. Because of oh. spring break. They're trying to take advantage of that spring break, man. That works. That's actually smart. I hope it makes a good amount of money. I hope so, too, man. I, I feel it deserves it, man. Mm-hmm. Like I, they, He created a good fun ride for everybody to um, jump on that yeah. shit. So go watch it, guys. Go watch it whenever you can. Hopefully this weekend. Give it some money. It deserves it. You're not going to be let down. Especially if you're into all that pop culture shit. And it's better if you do know that pop culture shit. Because you enjoy it more. You'll be along for the ride even better. It's still good without it, though. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. But that, that fuck, yeah. just knowing what there's, what's going on adds to the whole entire yeah, thing you know he's absolutely right if you know a lot of the pop culture video games but 80s early 90s era yeah you'll enjoy it way more which is probably why we enjoy it yeah. so damn much yeah so yeah i can see that yeah an older or a too young person might be kind of like yeah they're kind of like, oh, it maybe. looks nice um but let's get into the spoilers all right spoilers ahead guys we are starting spoiler territory right spoilers, spoilers 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 all right cool all right let's get into it that shit all right so for the ahead spoilers pedro i see i feel like you have a list going on here i mean sort of let's start it off then i mean it. a long time ago um fuck when I was in LA, so what was that? Uh, 12, 10, 20, 15, like three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, something like that. Anyways, mm-hmm. pretty much a year after the book came out, I uh, I read the book. I I got it on uh, Loot Crate mm. when Loot Crate was still giving away good shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they had the book, and I'm like, wow. I had heard, you know, I heard a few of my friends uh, in LA that had read the book, and I was like, all right, let me read the book. I read through it, and I was like, wow, this is like like Matrix on on like an '80s. Like surge shot type <laughs> shit. So, so yeah, I, I read through it and I freaking loved it. So, going into this movie, I was like, "There's no way they can put all that shit." Um, but as I'm watching the movie, I'm realizing they didn't really have to. They didn't no, have to put all that stuff. They didn't. And it had been so long. Remember, I was kind of telling you, like, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, the, the Gundam's gonna come out, and then you know, there's a part where he plays Donkey Kong and all that." Mm-hmm. Dude, I totally misremembered all of that. I looked oh. up the book to see, you know, to refresh my memory. And he played Pac-Man, uh. and, he didn't, and he didn't pilot a, a Gundam mech. He piloted Ultraman that gets big. 
Oh, shit. And I'm like, wow, how did I misremember all this stuff? It was just so crammed with pop culture stuff that my brain was you, like kind you of burst filling it. in. It was kind of filling in blanks and making me add what I wanted, you know? So that just also further proved the point that it didn't even fucking matter as long as it's stuff we liked. Yeah, yeah. So um, let me start with the movie. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite scenes uh, is actually how they started it. How they started it when they show... What, um, the race? No, no, even before that. The way they started the movie was where um, they show uh, the trailer parks where everything's stacked on top of each other. Yeah. It's like it's like a redneck Jetsons. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah, which, I mean... That's the poor area of yeah, that yeah. time. But they show that, you know, you see him go upstairs and then you see him put on the goggles. Mm-hmm. And just the way the camera panned around, like you see it following his head and then when he puts the goggles, it zooms in and then you see what he's seeing. Yeah. And then that's when um, this kid, Parcival, Wade Watts is his real name. Parcival yeah. is uh, his it's character his, name. It, it, yeah, it's his, yeah, he just starts, going, he starts narrating, giving you the, the gist of it, the, the whole deal with... So I think in this part where you're talking about, well, he's just kind of explaining the world. Yeah, and it starts cutting from world to world. Yeah, which is cool, but I do agree when we were talking about this movie first that I would have wished they could have they used that time to introduce his best friend also mm-hmm. and show them on those adventures together in this video game world yes. which would have been added to like all oh, his best friends been with him fucking throughout this whole yeah, entire yeah. thing you know because it, it essentially it took you through that cut of everything but with other people random randos like oh you could do this in this world you could do this in that yeah, world yeah. it would have been cool if you could do this in this world and it's him and his friend yeah or him and his friend doing this him and his friend doing that that would have been fucking perfect. Yeah. Because it would have showed you that established friendship for a while. Yeah, that um, his friend, his best friend character needed to be... A little bit to, more fleshed. Pushed. Yeah. And then, I mean, if we're going to talk about like like characters now, um, his relationship with Artemis. I remember, uh, obviously, in the book you can cram a lot more, but he went on like a few more adventures with her and stuff. And them investigating together, that's when they slowly started falling in love. And this one was like fucking day and night. Yeah. It was like they did one thing together and then they went to the club and then it's like, bam, sexual tension immediately. I'm like, whoa. What, what I would have like, also... breakneck speed right yeah. now. Yeah. What I would have liked there too is, um, you know how they showed them competing with other people? It would have been cool if she was there too and fucking everybody up. What do you mean? In, in, in which part? So like, j- like the race? Just in, in, in the, before the race. You know how when they're showing different parts of the world? Like mm-hmm. them doing different shit and this person who's always just whooping their ass. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I you, you have a point there because when he sees her, he goes, oh, he, shit, it's Artemis. Like, yeah, he knew about I, her already. I watch her Twitch feed, so she's supposed to be one of the high-ranking yeah. badasses already by, by reputation. Yeah. And yeah, he kind of just throws that in there without the backup. Yeah, like without I, the the backstory. I would have liked to seen that. Like yeah. also, like not really, just a montage of it. You know, just him with his daily life, like mm-hmm. him in his daily life, just going through, like everything he just talked about. Just see him go through it. Right. Rather than seeing the random, I, I agree hundred yeah. percent what you just said. Instead of seeing the random people, like hey, I got to rock climb with Batman. It, it just, should have showed him and his friend rock, rock climbing with Batman. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You, you got and, and then show him just give him just give us a day in his life. As I say, oh, this is my typical day or whatever. I'm I watch this feed and I, you see Artemis wrecking, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see him I don't know, do a lot of this other shit he does in the Damn. real world or whatever. I was gonna say they should have added more of that, but you know what the runtime of this movie is? What? It's two hours and twenty minutes. It's long, dude. It didn't feel long for it us. It didn't. It didn't. No, but you know how studios are with length times, because some people might feel that time. But but you know what's the funny thing about so that? So an extra ten minutes for us is like worth it. But but it's not even ten. An extra five. That's true. Because it's just a rundown of his life in this world. Yeah. Which is just a montage. All you need is just a month. Yeah, like montage. like you said, that montage yeah. he just gave us, just yeah. give him, just put him and his yeah. friend doing those it, stuff. It's funny because montages are kind of cheap because it's like, oh, you're trying to force feed us the, but it's better than nothing. It is better, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's essentially, like, look, there's one that montage they gave us at the beginning of him explaining the world would have been cool with him and his friend explaining the world to us. Yeah. And then just give us a day in his life because mm-hmm. all you need to do is explain a day before he gets into all this crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Right? This gives us a typical day of what he does. And he's like, oh, this is my typical day. We don't do much in this world. This is what we always do. And you show him, because it's also giving you backstory into the world. Right. Backstory into his life. Mm-hmm. And backstory into the Oasis. It's three backstories they could have given us with a short montage of him 
just one typical yeah. thing he does. Mm-hmm. Which essentially, that's what they gave us in the beginning. Yeah. Just wasn't... It just wasn't him. This wasn't it him. It was random. It was random. Yeah, I know what they were going for. They wanted to show that it wasn't just, I'm going to go in, and it was just implying that there's different servers where if I just want to play golf, I can go into an entire planet that's just golf. And in an entire planet that's just uh, the death matches. Yeah. But just give us... Yeah. Do that same shit with him and his friend. Mm-hmm. Use him and his friend in all the yeah. scenarios. Like, oh, I do all this shit with my friend. Mm-hmm. We play this. We play golf. We do races. We do skydiving. We rock climb with, with yeah. Batman. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. That's the, and it lets you know, man, these guys been doing this shit for years. Mm-hmm. Him and his friend. So when you see his friend again, like, oh, yeah, this is the guy he was all doing this shit with. When you see Artemis later on, like, oh, shit. That's Artemis. That's the fucking girl. He, that's, a, that's the avatar he always watching in his, t- in his typical day. Right. That's an extra five minutes, dude. You don't need any more. That's... that's Five minutes of just that would have been perfect. It would have been two thirty, uh, two twenty-five. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Because you know, everything else was, I mean, it flowed well enough for me. Um, but just that, just the beginning needed a little bit more because I'm still curious about that world. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know what's going on in the yeah. real world. I mean, if it makes enough money, who knows, right? You know, because I want to know what happened to the world because they they briefly described to you what happened to the world. Yeah, but I wanted to know what else they, happened. They didn't really show how it runs. Like, is there a government? You yeah. know, is there is there I mean, still a president? Yeah, yeah. Did the world actually just merge together and create a global economy? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, I'm curious so about it. In the books, they pretty much implied that people work, learn, uh, go to school. They do everything in there. So they only go out literally to, like, eat, use the bathroom, and, like, you know basic shit you can even order food to your doorstep or whatever so it's very like wally-ish mm. but in the movie i guess steven spielberg didn't want to show that we were because if not everyone would be fucking obese you know yeah so he kind of showed people walking around the streets with the stuff which is a little weird because if i'm in the middle of a death match and i'm gonna cross the street i'm gonna get fucking hit by a car or whatever yeah you know? it's a little strange so i i, I kind of understand what he was going for but it just didn't make sense to me that part yeah like Especially in the in the final fight scene when everyone's fighting, it's just people on the sidewalk just fighting and like cheering, and it's like, wait, so you mean to tell me I can walk normally and still control my character and move in everyday life? That just it's just too weird. That's like me, fucking texting and driving. You just can't do that. Well, yeah, I mean, you can, but you shouldn't. <laughs> you really shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that, guys. This is the Popcorn Hills PSA. Do not text and drive. Don't text and drive, and don't uh, Oasis and and fucking walk across, across the street like, <laughs> but um anyways that really is just nitpicking stuff where yeah and they didn't really describe we're, that we're, yeah. we're, we're trying to nitpick the mechanics of the real of the oasis of the oasis in general like because first they they introduced you that you need well, a treadmill to do it well th- that just kind of added to it to make you feel more and it's probably so you don't get gigantic as well um you know what the way i saw that what you're saying reminded me of the nintendo switch there's definitely there's a bunch of different ways to play it. You can be an idiot and play Mario Kart with motion controls. Who the yeah. fuck wants to play with motion controls? No way. Or you can play with the analog where you got more control. The treadmill is the motion controls. Why would you wanna and why would you wanna get the suit where you feel pain? Someone's gonna shoot you. You're gonna be like, ah, and you're gonna get tired while you're running. When I could just sit there and move a joystick. Yeah. That's the motion control idiot way. Uh, <laughs> That's how I saw it. Yeah. If you want to go through all that, why not? But it immerses yourself in that. It immerses world. yourself in the world. So that's the trade-off. So that's what I took it as. When I was watching all that, I'm like, it reminds me very Nintendo-ish. Yeah. Nintendo adds all these motion controls. When I play Zelda, you can fight with the motion controls or you could just hit A. I'd rather so just hit A. Th- th- that, that made me curious also about the racing part of it. Okay. So how the fuck do you do the racing now? Uh, well, you actually did put your hands like it was uh, a steering wheel. So you're actually like physically in the yeah, air driving. You're physically moving your hand to uh, yeah to, to steer. Uh. The same way you move your hands up to climb and little things like that. So yeah, it was a little interesting. Yeah, that to me is the way more easier part to understand. It's just the outside world is where I kind of get a little weird, but. The mechanics of the virtual world, it made sense to me once I plugged it into that Nintendo strategy of, you know, yeah. you, you want more shit to immerse yourself or you just want to sit back and just, yeah. Huh. So I was totally cool with that. So you, essentially you're grabbing what's in the world. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
you're boxing, you're gonna be, you know, moving around and boxing, shit like that. Yeah. I'm sure there's a way you could have grabbed the controller and just done it anyways too. But so moving on to the actual plot of uh, stuff I really enjoyed over the book. Yeah. Was uh, James Halliday's character. Wow, he was the best part of the movie. He, you know what? He was him and I Rock. I really liked. Uh, what's his name? T.J. Miller was oh. rock <laughs> yeah but he's a totally made-up character he wasn't really important but he was a cool uh antagonist yeah he was but james holiday to me stole the movie he was a fucking perfect he character he didn't come dude. out that much but it was just but the scenes that he was in there that, that's a side part we were talking to you about if again if you saw this movie and you listen to this now he was what we were mentioned earlier he is the foundation of that yeah. fucking movie he is the heart of that movie right because without him it would just yeah, be yeah. a just generic the, ass movie mm-hmm. what so in the books when they're chasing the keys um the first one was just they needed to go to a planet that was his old high school and then find some D clues to go in there and play his favorite game joust so with a D character and it was just it was boring. It yeah. was just oh well, okay. Boring's the wrong word because I actually enjoyed it, but there was no. I wasn't emotionally invested in it. It just looked cool. Yeah. Like oh yeah, he's playing all these games. It's taking me. Uh, obviously, I didn't really play those games, but yeah. I know about them. So it's like oh, it's really cool. That I'm I'm getting to see this. But in the movie, all of the trials weren't just hey, I like this game. Now you need to play it too because I liked it. All the trials in the movies. Were, a were tied way to of, his life. Were tied to his life. Exactly. Different things he regretted. It was. Uh, it's almost like the trials were his way of trying to redeem himself or uh, not let you make the same mistakes. There you I go. thought it uh, That's actually was. a better way to put it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even the first one. The first one is he's. Uh, it's this crazy Mario, Mario Kart track from hell. Yeah. That was really sweet because it had uh, King Kong. It had and everything fucking, in it. <laughs> and Steven Spielberg just couldn't resist putting the T-Rex. Yeah. And having it chase the car. It was like so good. Yeah. Uh, and then the whole thing was. Um, Live in a world without rules. Yes, that as well. But it was also uh, the thing that gave him the clue was when he was. When Halliday was talking to his friend Morrow, yeah, which is Simon Pegg's character, Simon Pegg. Man, he's like, man, I wish I could just look back, you know, and just, you know, and that, that was the hint that he could just like look back and like, and, and, the and put the and put the. But he's like, I, like the past what, what, what if you just look back and just fucking put and the and gas just, and put it like put your foot hard on the gas and just right. go all the way back? Yeah, so that's essentially what he said, and he created that level because of that, right? You know? And I took it as a way to just, like, look back and see what you've done wrong. You know, like, that type of thing. It's like, you don't need to go through all this shit. There's always, you know, if you, if you put your mind to it, there's always an easier way. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what I went with what I, what I went with it. But no, it was, I mean, it's essentially what I think what it was. And, and that was a cool fucking scene. It was going fucking under, great. And everything had, like, the wired mesh of, like, the graphics weren't in yet. Yeah. And you saw all the assets, all the different things coming just in. Just popping up into that the yeah. race world. And he's looking up. You see everyone just getting fucking clobbered. And he's and just he, clean. And he makes it. Yeah. And then he gets the key and whatnot. But, yeah, that's pretty much an example that each of those had to do with his life. The second one was huge. The second one had to do with his... Uh, Kissing. Yes. And he didn't the make girl, the move. The girl that he liked. And, exactly, he was too... He was too introvert. He was too... Essentially, he just didn't have the confidence to make a move. So that whole test was for that, was to give him the courage... To make the move. Yeah. So he gave the players the courage to make the move. Yeah. And, and also, essentially, like, you have to have strength to get what you want. Yes. You know, you have to be brave enough to get what you want. Right. Because he was, like you said, very introverted. He didn't, he never had the boss to do whatever he is that he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. He was very lonely. And that was one of the reasons why. Because he never had the boss. To, he was... He was always into his own world. Yes. And never into yeah. the real world. It, it was an escape and not... And then, yeah, he's like, oh, man, the Oasis is great. And then he went on. He's like, damn, I, I missed out on, on all this stuff. You yeah, know, because I, I spent my whole life building this yeah, or yeah. creating this. Or even even before that, I was already creating this type yeah. of thing. W- Morrow, which was essentially his best friend, he just, like, the relationship fucking went to shit. And, and that's essentially what the last trial was. And, and, and then the girl. And, yeah, yeah, it was all that. Um... But speaking of that second trial, 
the fucking shining scenes were hilarious. Yes, that was fucking great. So in the um, in the book, one of the trials was he needed to go into the movie War Games, which was um, Halliday's favorite '80s film, and all it was was. Uh, you're playing as uh, Matthew Broderick's character and you need to say the lines correctly. That's all it is. And then if you say the lines correctly and you go through the whole movie, you win. But in this one, they turned the whole... They, they actually made it really entertaining. Yeah. Like funny, like even scary because what, what made the joke so good about The Shining is that we all knew what was going to happen when they went into the room. Yeah. <laughs> but then you get the character, the best friend... Who that, doesn't know shit about it. hadn't seen it. Yeah. So he was like, oh shit... Well, what happens in Shining? And then you're like, oh, no, don't go into the room. Oh, no, don't open the elevator. <laughs> so, yeah, th- th- those were those were like funny jokes that you had to have seen the source material to get them. Yeah. Or maybe even not, actually. You probably could have been just as surprised as he was. Well, you could you would have you would have been entertained by it, but mm-hmm. the I, I, I feel like the real enter- value of the entertainment comes in knowing it because you're like, oh no, don't do that shit. Yeah, yeah, don't go you're gonna there. fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like you're you're feeling fear for that character because that character doesn't know shit. Yeah, yeah. You know. And um, I just loved how when when the corporate guys, when the Sixers, that's what they're called, the Sixers, which is IOI, the IOI company. When they all come in and they start going through the, and then they're getting fucked. Yeah, and it, and it kind of goes, the the camera get, get, gets out of the virtual world, and you see in the real world all of them like screaming and like dying. Yeah, because the whole screen turns red <laughs> when they die. So it's just so freaking funny just seeing them like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that they did a good job of um, like some movies here and there. They 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 bombard it with humor and it falls flat. I want to say probably ninety percent of them hit. Like, well, like the humor. I, I think because the, I don't, I don't think the humor was per se like uh, joke or forced. It was more of like shit that was happening. Yeah, like it, it felt organic. Right. You know, what I'm saying it wasn't like somebody slips on a banana peel and goes, oh, or, or someone like, chan- forcing in the joke of like, oh, that's what that happens. You yeah. know, it was more like it was just happening. Mm-hmm. It was organic into the movie. Like that joke right now of The Shining. That wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. It was a joke, but it felt organic to right, that scene did. because, you know, they, they didn't know about The Shining. Right. So they were fucking up. And yeah. that's what made it funny. Like, oh, they're fucking up. Yeah. They're going through all that shit that it's we like, just no, saw people go, go through. Into the room. Uh, and they went into the room, you know, and they were fucking up. And even when we were in the theater watching it, we were like, oh, man. It was uh, room 237. 237. That's what it was. And then you're like, oh, we have to go back to room 237. Like, no, don't go into room 237. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a crazy naked old lady in there. Yeah, like, don't go in there. Oh, and I love the, um, I guess the foreshadowing that, um, I can't remember which which of the Japanese kids, either Daito or... Uh, it was the younger or, or one. Show. It was the young one. Show. Show. I just looked it up right now. Show's the, the younger one. Where Well, you don't know he's a younger one. You just yeah. think he's a regular person. Because his best friend asked him, oh, have you seen The Shining? And he was like, I saw it through my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, huh. He's like, that's, that's a, weird. That's a very like little kid thing to say. Yeah. I mean, you take it funny. Like you're thinking, aha, grown-ass man scared. Yeah. But then once you see the end, you're like, ah. Uh, it makes so much so sense I, now. I, I can't wait to actually watch it again and see if he drops more crumbs. More ki- of, make kid shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was good, man. Yeah, I, it was I, really I, good. I really enjoyed that one. And um, there were there were a few little things that I would have liked that actually were in the book that weren't in the movie. Like for example, the club scene. Mm-hmm. In the club scene, Moro, which is Simon Pegg's character, actually still is like in the world, and he owns that club. And uh, he was it was his birthday, so he invites everyone in there to celebrate with him. And then while um, while Artemis and and Parseval go there, that's when the Sixers come in. And then since he's an admin, since he's one of the creators, there's actually a scene where he, like, freaking kneels and, like, freezes everyone. You remember that scene where, um, in the movie where, um, he gets that item and kind of rewinds time and all that shit? Yes, yeah. He uh buys one of them and he goes, It's the, it's the, it was the, or something. No, no, it was the, the Rubik's Cube. The Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Yeah. So that Rubik's Cube, that was their way of trying to throw that in there, but... Pretty much, it was Morrow's character that kind of just stops, rewinds, like bullet times, like uh-huh. he goes, like y- you're in my house, you're you're messing with my shit. Yeah, like, what was wrong with you? <laughs> so he kind of like saves them. Uh, that would have been cool to see. Yeah, that that would have been a really cool scene. Of course, it wasn't needed. This is just me nitpicking because I had such a great visual in my head of how it would the, look in the book of that scene. But a thing that the movie did very well that. Um, 
that was better than the book was that in, in the book, Parseval pretty much does everything. He does everything. He sneaks into the Sixers hideout, disguised as one of the workers. He hacks the system and all that. He brings down the shields because he hacked the system. Uh, he figured out all the, the keys, except maybe the third one. There was one of them where he did use a little bit of help. But he just, like, did everything perfect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like he can do no wrong. But in this one, they they balanced it out. Yeah, like everybody Artemis, helped out. Yeah, Artemis was backing him up a lot, actually. Yeah. Which is good because I always felt like they were, the you know, they're the, they're the two main characters. So yeah. them kind of, like, buddy copying it. And uh, and backing each other up was was good. I, I like that. And then the friend, it, pretty much everyone had their moment to shine in the movie. Yeah, which was almost yeah, almost almost. Everybody, yeah. I would say maybe the younger brother probably didn't really have a moment. No, because no. the older brother did. He had the yeah, Gundam. The moment. Gundam moment. Oh my god, was fucking sick, dude. dude. I knew it was coming because the, 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 the way he came in was fucking epic. I would become Gundam. <laughs> and, like, oh! and he jumps down. And he just builds it around him. Oh man, that was sick. Yeah. That was really and, and, and cool. And that part was like in the book when this guy becomes Ultraman. It's like you can only become Ultraman for like 30 seconds or some yeah. shit like that. So the Gundam stuff, I was like, oh, man, so good. And, dude, I freaking geeked out so hard when Mechagodzilla actually came out. Dude, that was so cool, though. Because I was telling you, I'm like, oh, man, he's not in the poster. He's, he's not nowhere. in the trailers. And this movie's ruining everything. So for yeah. them not to show it, it's not going to come out. I'm like, fuck. They brought in Iron Giant, but they won't bring in Mechagodzilla. And then immediately I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> they surprised. They actually surprised. Yeah, them. everybody geeked out at that point yeah. too, especially and, and the Gundam part. Everyone geeked out. On but, too. but now that I mentioned mm-hmm. that, probably the TV spots coming out because you know there's always TV spots after the movie. They're probably gonna start showing all that shit now. Yeah, probably. I hope they don't. I hope they keep some stuff to the. Um, but going back to um, you know the the the, uh, the Simon Pegg character. Yeah, I still enjoyed how they used him in the movie. Because essentially he was the keeper of the memories, right? Right. Yeah. But he, what was, I, he was the Alfred. Yeah. But what essentially what I'm curious about was that him actually in the game all that time. I don't. Or think was that. it just his kind of like his subconscious mm-hmm. in the system? What I took it as was it is an NPC with his personality and his voice, and maybe the first time it wasn't him, but the second time. He was acting a little more humanish. I think he took control of the character at that point. Okay, this is just me guessing. Mm-hmm. But it just made sense to me because even he was like, huh, I'm wrong, huh. And then he flips the coin to him, which is a really cool scene, actually. Yes, and that's perfect because you, you told me the way they actually did it yeah, in the so book. The way, I didn't like it. The way they actually did it was he was trying to find the second key, mm-hmm. and he couldn't figure it out. And he's like, his favorite game was Pac-Man. That's what it was. Remember I thought it was Donkey Kong? I was yeah. wrong. He's like, his favorite game was Pac-Man. So he went to this planet where there's this empty pac-man like machine and then you get to play it so he played the perfect game of pac-man which is like almost impossible to do and he did it and all it did was shoot out a quarter and he went like fuck this is all i got and then he stuck it in his inventory and he's like wow what a waste of time and then he goes on looking for the second one again but again it's just easter egg for the sake of easter egg and there was no emotional there there was nothing like involved yeah and this one it made sense the admin like you said, Simon Pegg's character came in, yeah, and and, and helped him out. It's like, hey, yeah. you're gonna be needing this in the future. Here you go. Because he didn't want it. He's like, I don't fucking need a quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, you're gonna need it. And he keeps flipping it back, and they were, they were that back and forth, like, no, right. you need this shit. Yeah, they flipped it a few times. Like, hey, don't be a little shit. Yeah, yeah. that makes more sense. So th- that that's another example of the movie actually improving it. Yeah, because that that was a really good scene. Yeah. Cause then, and then when you realize that that was Simon Pegg at the end, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, oh, fuck. Man, he was like my guardian angel. He, he was there me for up. me. You right. know what I'm saying? Like that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let, let, let's take it to one scene I didn't enjoy. You did not. Okay. Did not. And it's why it's why I kind of pegged it a half a point on this one. Okay. So again, Ben Mendelsohn, right? The fucking ruthless guy in the entire movie, fucking shit up. You know, I mean. He was that businessman trying to fuck shit up. Which right, right. He kind of, like, I don't know, was he failing? He kind of failed, right? He was failing a lot. No, nah, he was failing. He was failing a lot. Yeah. He kind of pulled um, a Hux. Yeah. 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 He kind yeah. of pulled a Hux. But he was introduced as a dork. As a Hux. As, yeah. a, as a dork a in the beginning. Because yeah. they showed him as the coffee boy. He's like, yeah. hey, what if you do, uh, which is a great uh, <laughs> slap in the face to Xbox specifically. Yeah. Or really just any island. Like, what if we do a gold, a bronze, maybe like a platinum? Yeah. Know? And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> Dude, different tier levels. You get different shit for those tier levels. Right? Oh, <laughs> and, then, and then the more you pay, the higher your tier level. And I'm just like, yeah. wow, this is a total, um, like a critique. 
yeah. on on gaming. And, and thankfully, the creator was like, yeah, no, we're not going to do this here. Right, which is how it should be, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, they, they, they did the... Um, they did it right, like, like the satire mic- almost. Yeah, the satire. They did the microtransactions micro right. They did it for cosmetic items only. Aha, uh-huh. you're right. It was cosmetic items. Yeah, essentially, a majority of the shit was really cosmetic. Because the other stuff you had to hunt for. Remember, they kept showing the death matches. Where yeah, it would be random. Yeah, because that's where you get all the money and shit like that, mm-hmm. and, and that's how we we were go out, go out and buy yeah, yeah. and upgrade your characters and shit like that. So the scene. All right. So essentially, all right. So remember how in the movie. Um, He's he's uh they find out that Percival is actually that you know uh, or, or Wade Watts or Wade whatever. Watts or whatever oh, his right. name and is they blow up the um, they, and then he blows up the entire complex with his aunt in it and but there was never a period where he was grieving his aunt yes you're right essentially the, it blows up he's sad he gets kidnapped yeah. and that's it he was over it right okay so I didn't like that yeah yeah I I barely again I had to re skim through the books to remind myself mm-hmm. but he only lived with the aunt. And the aunt didn't really treat him that well. So it was kind of like a, uh, you know, it wasn't like I hate her, but it was like, yeah, whatever. So when it happened, yeah, they did give him a period to grieve and then claim revenge or whatever. And that's when he goes undercover with the Sixers. But I don't know why this movie decided to add like an evil uncle, like yeah. an asshole uncle character. The step uncle. The step uncle. It was a, it was a total prick. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? What was the point? Of well, in the that? book, they didn't, he didn't have that. No, no, no. It was just the aunt. You know, the aunt like, oh, you know, stay away from those. So people. essentially, all the all the step uncle scenes could have been only the aunt. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, could have been only the aunt, or they could have got rid of that anyways and added the friend scenes that we would have wanted. Yeah, <laughs> but for some reason they wanted to add some type of villain thing so that we so that he wouldn't feel as bad when they more, died. More of a tragic, weird. more of a tragedy type of thing. Yeah, it was it was strange. I don't know why they did that either. I, I, even I'm thinking I don't remember there being an asshole in his life. It was just kind of like eh, I didn't really care. But either way, I do agree with you. He should have had a moment. Because the well, thing is that he cared about it. Because he was trying to save her. Yeah, yeah. So that's the type of thing. I'm just like, if he cared about her, there should have been at least a quick grieving period. Especially when he met Artemis for the first time. Yeah. Like, oh my god, we need to like, like in that scene, kill him type shit. You know? Yeah, like, like, like he meets her and he just like forgets about it. He geeks out over meeting Artemis. Right. Which I wish he would have had a quick downtime with her. Like, mm-hmm. fuck, they killed my aunt. Yeah. Like she wasn't the best. To me, but fuck is my aunt. Yeah, yeah. Just like a quick conversation. Like I didn't need him to have yeah, like a full a full beat of him just fucking moping around. Right. But just kind of like going over that. Like oh my god, this happened to me. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have it. Like, he, he was like she died. He walked around and that's it. He for, completely forgot he, of his aunt. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I just I needed him to have that discussion with Artemis. But like, dude, they fucking killed my aunt, dude. Yeah. And now I understand you. Yeah. Now I understand what you're yeah, what you're they, going they, through. They, they can't keep getting away with they this. They can't keep getting. They can't keep doing this because mm-hmm. he didn't have any of that. No, all, all it was was oh my god! If they take over the internet, they're gonna start charging everyone and sticking ads in our goggles. Yeah. That's essentially yeah. in so many words what they said. And and and, the, and, and it's but, like no, but I mean, thing, yes, but yes, no. but Artemis is like no, like there's more to this than that. They're fucking evil. Like they. They fucking wreck people's lives and families yeah. and all this shit. And then uh, it was actually pretty brutal seeing uh, what they do to um, the people that that owe the money. Yeah. They, they stick them in there, which is interesting. So it, it's actually – it's funny and fucked up in the book because what they do is – it's the same thing. They make they, – you're, you're an indentured servant where you have to work for them. Mm-hmm. But what they do is they stick you in a call center. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. It, it, a no, mining call center. Right. No, but in the book, it actually is like a legit oh, call shit. center where you got to deal with all the customers and everything and learn that. Oh. So it's, that, that's their version of the torture. But in this one, for some weird reason, they added that you're... They're like cons- miners. Yeah. Why are you mining in a virtual world when you can just code it? I didn't get that part. Uh, um, Unless it was kind of like this Bitcoin shit. Maybe alluding that the people are actually now the the, the miners for Bitcoin. Oh, maybe. You know, because you know, in, in in the Bitcoin world, you you run servers to mine for mm-hmm. Bitcoin. So essentially, these are the farm people that are mining mm-hmm. for something. And I just I, I filled it in with Bitcoin. I, I, I guess analogy. that was their way of. I mean, I guess that that's a lot better than I can come up with. Yeah, so. I, that's essentially what I filled it up with. I filled it up with that they were mining for money or whatever it is to feed the company profits and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So in order to bring down your own debt, you have to do all this work. That brings on your debt, but actually adds value to the company. That's actually thing. a lot better than I thought. That's why I kind of added to it. 
Like there, people were the actual miners for it. money or whatever it was. Cool. Um, but yeah, I, I just like, like he 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 pretty much like for the whole Artemis shit. Like he he gives he he realizes that there these this uh, IO IOI is a terrible company, mm-hmm. and he kind of agrees with Artemis. Like realizing that there's more to this than than that because after what right. he went through, but there still wasn't a discussion about what he just went through. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted him to have the discussion. Like, these people fucking killed my aunt, destroyed uh, fucking projects, my projects, my house, my home, my fucking everything. Yeah. They can't get, again, they can't They can't keep getting away with this. Right. They didn't have that, and I needed that. Yeah. I needed him to have a discussion about what happened to mm-hmm. them because it's, it happened in the real world, and it's essentially giving you a deaf look of what's happening in this world. Why this world this way? Why is this, like, this company have the right and allow and mm-hmm. are allowed to do this type of yeah, shit. Yeah. You know, wh- why why doesn't the government care about that those projects? You know, I know they're because they're full of poor people, but why is it that they're just so the lowest class of citizen that if they blows up, no one's going to give a fuck about them, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They never out of that. They never had those conversations cuz it was just mentioned like, oh yeah, nobody's going to give a fuck if we blow about it. We blow up. But why? Mm-hmm. Why does it be just because they're poor? Like what is that why is that such a big deal in that world that nobody gives a fuck about these poor people? You get what I'm saying? Like, I just wanted to be a little bit more expose in those scenes, mm. just describing the world itself. Well, in in the uh, of course, I guess Steven Spielberg's trying to PG this up. But oh yeah, the, for sure. But in the book, they pretty much say they thought it was a meth lab explosion, because in the poor part, people would actually smoke meth, do drugs, and do sure. drugs to try and escape the oasis and all that. But you're absolutely right. The movie didn't say that. It yeah. didn't. I only know this because, because you read the book. they said it in the book. But they could have done that. But I don't know. I guess Steven Spielberg was trying to keep it slightly more on the optimistic side. Yeah. And another more proof that he wanted to do that is um, uh, the other thing they do besides blowing up um, b- blowing up his place. Uh, the older brother, Daito, actually gets killed. Mm. What they do is they find out where he lives and then they pull him out of the chair out of the goggles and they drop him off the building where he was at and then they kill him and then uh that's part of the reason why he goes into ioi is to get footage of that to like show it to the authorities to get uh sorrento which is the um the main bad guy of the ioi sorrento ben mendelson yeah ben mendelson that that was part of the reason he wanted to get footage of that like proof that 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 it was the ioi soldiers that, uh, that actually threw him off and it's so, another thing. How- so, so there was a lot more at stake. Like they, they were actually like really just slaughtering anyone. For sure, but and and as to the what I'm saying is, how the fuck does the corporation have soldiers? Why do they have like a police force? Yeah, I don't know. And that's another thing that movie never really explained. No, it doesn't explain. But but I kind of took it as that they're in charge of just technology in general. Like, um, fucking, are they? They make weapons. Uh, they probably make the tactical gear, you know, give it to the cops, stuff like that. Yeah, but why do they have an army? Why do they have a police force or uh, a security force I, I or whatever it is? For the little crime that there is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, it, I, it's I, an evil corporation. I never understood it, it pretty that. much is insert evil corporation that wants to take over the world yeah. here. And I wish they would have described that because if they would have added it to the world of why do these corporations have that, that much power, all this power, I think they would have mm-hmm. been better to explain like why. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden the cops come at the end of the movie and they're, they, were able, they, they were able to stop whatever IOI was doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand that. Like, you spend an entire movie showing this corporation has an army. Yeah. Fucking shit up. Um, I mean, technically, it was just that lady, that girl, that assassin chick out of nowhere. But she was a security. Yeah. She had a security force because they had guns. They had all this shit. Yeah, you're right. They did. You know. So it's like, and they had it in the real world, not even in the virtual world where you could put whatever yeah. fucking yeah, person. They, they were trying to add a lot more of like a resistance type. So it was kind of weird. Like, like yeah. how, why do they have weapons? Why do they have all this mm-hmm. shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. why are they allowed to have drones that drop fucking artillery? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like why? And it, it's one of those things that the, just, the movie didn't really describe that. It's a, it was supposed to be the second largest company in the world. So yeah. uh, who knows? They, they used all their money to buy all kinds of shit. For sure. Um. Again, uh, the the other character I loved a lot that I already mentioned was Irock, which yeah. is T.J. Miller's character. He's the freelance weapons and magic dealer, <laughs> and I absolutely loved him because he wasn't really that important, but he was important with um world building. Yeah, I like the idea that they showed that 
people have jobs in here, mm-hmm. even black market jobs. Yeah. Like his job was to be souped up to the fucking teeth, go to these matches that you're too lazy to go to and win the prizes that you need. Yeah. And then you pay him. He's like the eBay, you know? Oh, I don't want to go look for this Funko. I don't want to go through all this bullshit. I don't want to buy it for 10 bucks, you know, in real. What? But they got it on eBay for 60. Fuck it. I got it. So yeah. he is like the badass Rambo Commando eBay yeah. up there. So he goes and does all that. And I love that shit. Yeah. And it's funny because, uh, like, in the movie, he's like, like I, I can't lose my character. I have, I have years full of shit inside of me. <laughs> I have 15 years of shit in here. <laughs> it's like what he said. <laughs> when he finally fucking dies at the end. Yeah, all the shit. Yo, I thought for sure he was going to make it to the tool, to the portal. Oh, he was my like God. right there. Yeah, he was so close, dude. He was so close. But what made it so funny is that usually when people died, it was just a few little coins. Yeah. You actually see um, uh, Wade, uh, Parcival, do it tons of times. Yeah. He would be next to people when they die, and he would and just goes, skim, he goes, skim yeah. the coins with his DeLorean. Yeah. But in this one, you see the dude die, it was like... Like a whole mountain just appeared, and it was just like and a whole bunch of random shit too. Yeah, like yeah. coins and pieces of shit. Yeah, like it was, it was armor, weird. weapons, artifacts. It was everything he was gonna deal. Yeah, I thought that part was so damn it funny. And that's another one that's really funny if you get the mechanics of a game. Yeah, yeah. Like um, if you play MMOs, when you die, all your shit just gets thrown everywhere. That's exactly what it reminded me. Of. So it was just so funny. I was like, oh, he didn't make it. I, I, I like the scene before, even before that, when he gets his arm cut off and he's just fucking pouring out coins. Oh, yeah, and he's holding. It. He's like, oh shit. No. Yeah, to try and stop it from like bleeding coins. Yeah, that was so good. Oh, fuck. Oh. I, I I didn't think he was that bad a guy. No, he wasn't. Because I don't think he ever wanted to murder anyone. No, no, no. He was he, he was a he was um. I, I just imagine him. He like, was hired muscle, dude. Yeah. In the world, virtual world. I'm surprised they never show what he looked like. I would have liked to have seen him be like a like super a fat nerdy, guy. No, but not even like a ten year old kid. You know, like those kids that try to be badasses yeah, on college. Yeah, but the thing is that he he didn't sound like a ten year old. No, no, he didn't. So I imagined him as a fat guy. Well, you imagined him as T.J. Miller. <laughs> no, no. T.J. Miller is a chubby guy, not a yeah, fat yeah, guy. Because yeah. remember, he was always complaining about his neck and his body. Like, oh, man, I got this pain in my neck, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. So you could tell he never fucking moves from his chair. Oh, yeah. So I just imagined a fucking, you know, the typical, quote-unquote, stereotypical gamer that's right. that's fat and hides in his basement. Yeah, typical, I was just going to say, there would have been a funny moment if he would have just, like, yelled at his mom. <laughs> you, you know, kind of like the meatloaf scene with, with Will Ferrell. <laughs> Then again, maybe that would have been just done to death, and it yeah. would have been. A, it's possible it could have been too cheesy. Yeah, it would have been like kind of like over the top type of maybe, shit. Maybe, maybe. In my mind, it sounds good, but now that I'm listening to it, maybe not so. It probably wouldn't flow well with the movie. Probably not. Because like, what, you're gonna you're adding more screen yeah. time to this character. You yeah. don't really need his to. jokes were good enough though. They were so funny and subtle. Yeah, yeah. Because they're all about the gaming world. Mm-hmm. So you had to understand that gaming world. Yeah. To so I withdraw that, that joke. <laughs> find the way it was. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked them a lot. Um. Oh, okay. So the other thing I really enjoyed, uh, the way they ended the movie, that it all went back to like that original Easter egg, the um, playing that uh that old school game on the Atari. Oh, the, so uh, the the, the ad- final challenge, ad- ad- adventure, the final challenge, while while all the fighting was going on. Yeah. That it all came back to just that. Like, why do we love games? We love games because you know, they uh, because the, the game adventure was you get to just walk around and just explore. And that's what the Easter egg was. It was a reward for exploring. Yeah. So it's like you had fun, you enjoyed the game, and then you got to see the the credit of the creator, the guy who made it, because his name didn't pop up on the credits and stuff like that. So it was just it, it really showed uh, the purpose of video games. Like that was the moment where you realized, damn, that's what video games are really for. And I, I just love that. It, it kind of like sealed the deal of the purpose of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like you enjoy it, you explore or whatever. And then at the end of the day, you still got to get out and live life, which is why they did the whole, um, I'm going to close it on Tuesdays and Thursdays yeah. and live, you know, all that stuff. When they finally won and took ownership of everything. Right. It's like, it's fun and all, but it's like a drug. So you can't be too addicted to it. Yeah, that is true. No, I really liked it. I like the message behind it. I liked all of it. I, I like the surprise of uh, when they all realized that it was uh, the his best friend was actually a girl this whole time. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty funny. Again, it's a book, so they added more stuff. But they kind of showed that they would hang out in, like, the basement, like, talk about, um, like, Molly Ringwald. Oh, man, Molly Ringwald was so hot in Breakfast Club. You know, you know they were doing the guy typical talk. Typical guy shit, yeah. yeah. typical guy talk. And um, so it was like a huge twist. Yeah, which in the movie didn't feel that big. No, it was literally like... Cause he was on the run in the alley, right? Yeah, and some shit like, like that. He's like, "Oh, 
hey, oh. hey, hey, I'm H. You're what? Yeah. Hey, oh man, you're a girl. And then they just move on and it's like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. I mean, then again, I saw the twist coming. Yeah. Because I, yeah, you know it. Yeah. I knew it. So, but did you feel anything like, I mean, then again, I kind of, yeah. well, you told me that about it, but the thing is that I also didn't, I don't think they made it a bigger deal than I, I thought it could have been. Yeah. They're like, oh my god, you were a fucking girl this whole time. Yeah, like, like, oh I, my god, all the things I told you. Like, yeah, you know, like, it, like I wish they kind of had that little subtle, like, teenage type of thing. Like, oh yeah. my god, I can't believe you're a girl. Yeah. What if I, oh man, I never told anyone any of this, but I'm scared of talking to girls. Oh yeah, you know, something, yeah, something like but that. But I am a girl. Oh my god. You are a girl, you know? Oh man, awesome. That would have been funny. Um, yeah, uh, I think I, I, it didn't feel as impactful, mm-hmm. but maybe because we knew. I guess we had to find out other people who right who who don't know yeah. shit end up finding that out. And, and I also think that's the point feel. they were trying to make that it doesn't really fucking matter. So, yeah, so, so maybe, essentially. So maybe the over the top reaction that maybe we were expecting really wasn't just like it doesn't fucking matter like, really? because regardless you're you're my best friend. Yeah, yeah. His reaction was more like, "Oh shit, you're a girl. Cool. Fuck, nice. But you're still my homie. You yeah, know? yeah." So yeah, I, I, I can understand that. I, I think that's also the reason why they toned it down. Do, do, do you think the the realization of the that the uh, uh, Saito uh, shoe or whatever his name was was it shoe? The, the uh, little kid around that time period. Show, yeah. Everybody started finding out he was a kid. Do you, mm-hmm. Did you feel that was bigger than the girl one, or was it about the same? No, I felt that one was bigger. Hmm. Yeah. They walk into the the. That's right. They walk into the van, and then you see this little kid, and they're like, "What?" Yeah, I think there was more explanation on that one. Yeah, it was a little bit more. No, it was good. Yeah, it was it was a good overall. Any other points you want to mention? Um. Oh, I mean, oh, this is a big one. Do you have one right now, or? or? No, no. Say yours. No, I like to save mine for the end. Oh, okay. Then then save it for the end. All right. Um. So, uh, going into it, I actually was reading that. Um, he, uh, Steven Spielberg didn't want to put any Star Wars references, like big Star Wars references, because he thought it would um, distract people too oh, much. Okay. So he's like, but he kept, he did keep Star Wars references, but they were subtle, mm. like really subtle. So I went crazy, obviously, looking for him. There's so many fucking Easter eggs in that movie, but I was looking for him. So uh, during the race, I actually heard like the TIE fighter noise, you know. Mm. But I'm like, I, I, I think I saw a TIE fighter, to be honest with you. I think. I mean, there might have been, there was so much shit in that yeah. race. It was so the race specifically where I heard the noise. I mean, it might have passed by. That's probably why I heard it. It would have made sense. But um, the main thing, the main parallel to uh, Star Wars to me was when Artemis was deactivating the shields, the 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 main big shield. Yeah. She was like sneaking around and they kind of showed like that bridge that went off into nothingness. Yeah. And that was the key to shut it down. Dude, that was exactly like Obi-Wan inside the Death Star in uh, in A New Hope. Like mm. exactly. Like even the way he was like sneaking about. Yeah. And then overhearing them talk and then going to sneak past them. So I'm like, there it is. That was his reference without a reference, you know. Uh. And um, oh, a fun little thing actually, because I, I I was uh, I was skimming through the book again to like refresh my memory. I found out that um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Andy Ware, which is the writer of The Martian. Okay. The Matt Damon, you know. Matt movie. Damon. He actually is such a fan of the Ready Player One book that he wrote a short story. Oh, that's like nice. his own fan fiction. Oh. Called Lassero. And apparently the the main writer Ernest, uh, he loved it so much that he actually made it canon and threw it into uh, a collection of the book. So now it's the um, it's it's that short story, and then it comes so out. so like a prelude to the story, right? Yeah, he kind of threw it as a, there's a specific collection that he came out with that. So pretty much what it was, it's very interesting actually. It was a prequel to Sorrento. Mm. It showed that uh, all the Gunters, which, by the way, the Gunters are the ones that are all the people that are hunting for the egg. Um, he was a Gunter. And um, he's, he's on, like, a, a train with other Gunters, and they're on their way to go look for the first key. Because this is during that five-year period where no one found anything. Okay. So he's there, and he's like, oh, I'm not a Gunter like you. You know, th- th- don't compare me to you guys. And you're like, then why are you trying to find it? And it's like... Um, my sister uh, was obsessed with this game just like you, and um, she stopped paying attention to the real world. She just stayed stuck there over and over, and pretty much she eventually like killed herself because she wasn't paying attention to her body, mm. and she'll like like take drugs, take like speed to stay awake, 
So she's like, what's the point of sleeping when I could just stay awake in here? So she kept taking drugs and drugs, and she pretty much, like, fucking ODs and dies. No oh, shit. Sure. So um, he found out that whoever wins all three keys has the power to, to shut it down. So meanwhile, all the Gunters wanted for the money and the fame and all that stuff. He's like, no, I just wanted to shut it down. And, like, because fuck this oasis. Fuck all of this stuff. So that was, like, an interesting little origin they gave him. And then... Um, he found out about the company that's trying to find the egg too, the one uh, IOI, mm-hmm. and then he uh, he signs up for them, and they're like, "Oh, give us your real name," and then he says, "Blah blah blah, Sorrento," and it's like, "Oh, okay," so that's actually like considered canon in there now because Sorrento didn't get a backstory at all; he was just the evil yeah guy that like worked his way up the ranks within the but, five years. But does that make sense within the story? Within the book, he didn't really have anything; he just hated Gunters in the book. Mm. That's about it. And he really wanted to win. You don't know why. But in the movie, they added the whole that he's like the money-grubbing guy that just doesn't click with the youth. He just wants to see you know money out of it. Yeah. So I don't think it's better, but I just thought it was kind of cool because that was missing in the book. Mm. It was. And it's just kind of cool that actually... So in the book, he wasn't a corporate overlord or whatever? No. He just did it pretty much for like vengeance. Mm. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's better than what he got in the book. That being said, I still like the movie one better. Yeah, I think the movie one. Because the movie one, like we were saying, it's a total slap in the face to those companies that we always talk shit about, like EA, for example. Yeah. Yeah, that type of stuff. Yeah, it was good. So, yeah, I thought that was cool. All right, so to wrap this up, the Mm -hmm. final one I want to talk about is at the end of the movie, we finally see the creator, right? Yes. Um, uh, Holiday, yeah. Holiday. So, my question is, and I want to know your opinion on it, was it. A coded holiday, or was it his actual subconscious in that moment? Right, you're pretty much saying that clearly it was not an NPC. Yeah, and it was really funny because he started like I don't really, think it was an NPC. It wasn't because he started selling it like he couldn't find it. He's like, oh, where did I leave this? Oh man, I'm always forgetting things, and it's like, wait, this yeah. feels different. And and it, and it felt like how he was in his flashbacks, his flashbacks, how clumsy and like yeah. forgetful and like very ADD. Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, they didn't explain it, but I took it as he found a way to code his personality and his brain in there, almost like a second life. Uh, That's what I took it as. So it's like, okay, my body dies and my brain still lives on in what I love in the oasis where anything goes. And it kind of reminded me of like Anthony Hopkins in in Westworld. He's like, oh, I keep him around, you know, like the young version of himself. He like talked to himself. Yeah, it reminded me of that a little bit. So, uh, but yeah, that's what I took it as. He just, he actually is there, living in there, but obviously just. But I, I think he deleted himself. I don't think he deleted himself. At because the he's like, oh, I have to go away now. I have to leave now. Hmm. So he just walks out the door and he's gone with his younger self. Yeah. I, I think he essentially deleted himself. I don't like, whoever think so. wins, whoever makes it this far. Once that's done, yeah. my mission here is accomplished, and I mean, I'm it, done. it, it could have been a super duper realistic coding NPC where he just goes and greets the player and just like deletes himself. But I, I didn't take but it as that. I, I feel is, like he is in there living. I, 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 there's two things. One, the final scene when he's talking to Percival, I think that his actual subconscious. I don't think he coded himself or anything like that. I think his actual subconscious, like actual his mind in that world. Yeah, he plugged it in there. Right. Because the coded version of him was each time they won the key, that was his coded version. Because that was his uh, avatar. Okay. And he coded that. That's Mm -hmm. coded his. That that was his code in there. You know what I'm saying? So there was two of two of him in that world. Mm -hmm. The one. That once the his avatar when you ever won whenever you won that was oh. his coded yeah him coding himself his the, personality the NPC was the one that gives the keys and that one at the end was his, was his actual subconscious in the world you know now that you mentioned that because he was there twice yeah especially when uh, remember when the van was moving and he's like moving around he's like are you gonna get this key or not yeah exactly if it was the real him he would have like realized it yeah um. You don't know how he dies, so Mm-mm. obviously I'm jumping the gun and I'm, I'm assuming here, but what if he knows he's dying, he's on the hospital bed, he plugs in his brain to some wires and shit, and then when he dies, bam, it like kind of goes into the system. 
I mean, it's the future. The Oasis is his baby. Maybe he found a way to do it. Well, remember, he was fucking intelligent as hell. Yeah, so maybe he found I, a way to put it in there in his I, dying breath. I think he found a way to, to so, make his subconscious yeah, live in that world. So th- there you go. It, it is in there. Yeah. Turned into a bunch of code, but it is still yeah, his, yeah. It's, it, still it's his mind, though, I think. But your, your other thing that you said, I don't think he killed himself. I don't think he deleted himself. I feel like that, that's his version of heaven. He just, you know? Just lives there forever. Yeah. I, I think he killed himself. I think he deleted himself. Maybe. I think he's like, I fulfilled my purpose here and I'm I'm out. I'm done. Like, it is me actually dying now. Or maybe he's just waiting for someone to push the button. <laughs> like, oh, delete everything. push the button on your first day. <laughs> when he almost pressed it, that was pretty funny. Because everyone yeah. in the theater was like, <gasps> like, no. <laughs> yeah, it was good, though. I, I was good. Um, again, Pedro, final words. Do you recommend it? Yes, oh, no. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. I, I know we were kind of like like ripping it a little bit, like story. No, but it was but, just um, little beats that I needed. Uh, I, f- yeah. I thought I needed more fleshing. Yeah, but overall, man, I had a blast watching it. I had a blast. I was cracking up. I was smiling. I had, yeah. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was very. I was in the edge of my seat a few times. Like, oh shit! Yeah, yeah. There were scenes I was scared in. Oh, dude, you know which scene was really like got me on the edge of the seat, and obviously they did it for tension. Was where he's trying to put the key in, and it's like scraping. <laughs> like, are you gonna break the key? <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking this is so fucking Spielberg. What an asshole! That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, what a fucking dick. Yeah, he does this in every movie. There's always that one moment where you're like. <gasps> And then it's like, oh, you bastard. Just, <laughs> just fucking put it yeah. in. So when I saw it, I'm like, yep, this is him at the top of his game. Yeah, yeah. For me. Yeah, it was it, it was, it was a, a few scenes that, were like, that had me very like, oh, shit. I can't believe this shit is happening, you know? The Shining was one of them. Yeah, The Shining was really fun. I'm, I'm glad they changed into that film. Yeah. Very, great job. And they did it without showing Jack Nicholson, but you knew it was him. Yeah. You knew it was him with the axe. Yeah. With the steps. When you hear the steps in the snow, yeah. you're like, oh my God, he's behind you. Yeah. It was great. It was the great. race was very exciting also. The race. I was just that, like, I mean, oh, the final shit. fucking battle. The final battle was cool. The, the Iron Giant versus uh, yeah. Sorrento with his Mechagodzilla, Gundam's cameo. Yeah, it was, that was, it was good. It was all fun, man. Uh, we all, me and Pedro, here we go, guys. We recommend it for you. For Definitely sure. go watch that shit. You're not going to regret it, especially if you're into video gaming and pop culture and all that good shit. I mean, I'm going to be watching it a second time. Yeah, I'm going to watch it again. For sure. I, I'm going to watch it again. I, I really, I feel like I've missed a few things because I was so excited about yeah. it. Yeah, I'd like to see what I can catch. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, this is the end of our podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, leave us any comments and concerns about what you thought about the movie. When you got when you actually go see the movie, let us know what you thought. And if you enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, you can find us on uh, Instagram and Facebook. And if you don't have any of that shit, hit us up at popcornheels at gmail.com where we answer all your emails and read it here on live air. Yeah. On the air live. If we ever get one. Because we go live. <laughs> live. <laughs> uh, but anyway guys, go watch it. You're not going to be let down. Till next time. Bye-bye.